So welcome to episode two of the Understanding Your Superannuation Series by Scientium. Uh, really excited to get into the second episode here. And today we're going to talk about all the stock tips that you read about and hear about at the start of the year. Every time you open up a, a newspaper or a news report or an email, uh, there's yet another um, suggestion or prediction of what stocks you should be buying this year that are going to make your portfolio successful. So it's always really interesting um, from our point of view and um, and we get a lot of in- interested people questioning about, oh, should I be buying that or buying that and this person said that or this person said that. Um, and it typically comes out, well, it happens all the time, but the start of the year tends to be a very, very common period for all these predictions. So let's have a look at it and um, let's have a think about, well, should I follow them and who do I follow? and and there's thousands of these uh, forecasters and predictors out there and newsletters and all sorts of things you can subscribe to. Uh, get rich quick schemes, of course, uh, top pickers. But let's, let's just go through a bit of a process, which is what we like to do at CNTM and um, have a look at a bit of the data and the evidence and um, just see if this is the right thing for you to do. So first thing um, I like to do is to go through a bit of a process and say, well, if I'm going to follow one of these tipsters or or magazines uh, or subscribe to uh, one of these uh, systems that's going to help me pick stocks, let's have a look at their previous track record. Um, so simplest way to do that is go back at least one year ago. Now, we'd like to have more data on that, but one year is a start. And just see, let's have a look at their picks from last year and see how they went. Um, And last year was a really uh, volatile year. And of course, most of them right now are going to say, oh, they didn't see that coming. So how could they have known there was going to be a war and inflation, all those sort of things. But this is what they say they're going to do. So, you know, they say they're going to outperform in all sorts of markets. Um, So anyway, last year, um, if you go through some of their data, so I suggest you either email them or ask them and say, hey, um, give me your, can you give me your top 10 picks and you're published, not just something they're going to email you, but something that was published this time last year. Now, of course, if they don't send you something, then don't go near them because they don't want to show you. But let's have a look at what their picks were like this time last year. Now, if we get some of those picks and, um, and, and, and have a look at it, we just still want to have a look at it and say, OK, does that stock picker or subscription email or whatever it is, do we actually manage funds or is this just paper trading? Because paper trading is a lot easier than actually managing, managing real money. And then the next step is, are they actually a registered fund or are they sort of a private um, account? So because if they're registered, then they have to provide all their details and data to all the regulators and and we can get independent numbers and all that. But if they're just some sort of private hole in the wall, then again, I'd probably stay steer clear. So if that information is publicly available um, to retail investors, therefore you've got proper regulation. You've also got proper complaints um, processes and some protection if you were to, you know, um, Hopefully not, but you know uh, the, the fund manager did the wrong thing by you. So again, have a look at their tips. At least we'd like to go back 10 years at least. If you can only get one year, then that's not really long enough, but um, let's have a look at it over a long period. Because again, it's your money. You're, you're going to give your money away to this fund manager and, and or whoever it is, and um, you don't want to lose it. So, um, so let's just check all those things. I mean, obviously, let's make sure they're regulated to start with. Let's, let's make sure they're publicly available. If they offer the investment to retail investors, then there's all sorts of scrutiny and regulations that they have to go through. Um, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform, but at least they're going to have all the audits and uh, government protections in place. Um, if they can't, you pro- can't provide you with that, just really, really beware. Um, you, you don't want to get caught up with some 
private person managing money um, and that ends up, you know, disappearing. Um, at least a 10-year track record we look for. Um, can you access their performance data independently for 10 years? So not something they email you. Um, that's not good enough. We want something independent from a research house. Uh, we want monthly data. We want daily data. We want we want all the data to see how they how they're really going, um, and has the fund added value over that time. So, um, you know, we we look for managers that have consistently added value over long periods of time, uh, not just one year or two years. Uh, you also got to look at the costs. So, what are their costs? Are they transparent? Can you clearly understand what the costs are? Uh, and what the risk is? Are they in a unique strategy where they're doing things we don't understand, or are they buying uh, shorting stocks, for example? And if you don't know what that means, then don't do it. Um, are they in a hedge fund? If you don't know what that is, don't do it. So all these sort of things you want to go through and understand how they're actually managing the money. Um, and is this a risk that suits your profile? Yeah, the, the headline returns. They might get an email or you hear from someone, oh, this guy's making all this fund manager, she's making 20% a year. Well, just be aware there's a you know, recent, uh, well, not recent, but it's come out again, the Madoff case now, very, very famous fund manager based in New York, uh, you know, had all the all famous people investing with him, lost a lot, you know, he's in jail for the rest of his life because he just kept telling people and people went, well, he's making 20%, I'll believe it. Um, and, you know, can you do just as well buying the market? So what I mean by that is you can, you can buy a fund that buys all the stocks in the market and that's a really good benchmark to look at because uh, we'll go into a bit more detail here, but a lot of fund managers actually struggle to actually beat that. So you think, well, why would I pay someone 2% a year if I can access the market return anyway for a tenth of that price? So the list goes on, but that's a starting point. Um, so I'd go through that. If you want that, I can email you that list. Um, you can go through that yourself, do your own analysis, and you, if you can comfortably answer all the above and still feel that those tips are suitable for you, then... You know, we're not saying you know, we're recommending to do that, but you've just really got to go through a process because, again, it's your money and you want to protect it as best as possible. So step two is then you look at the evidence of data that tracks success or otherwise of all stock pickers in the world. Uh, so this information is actually freely available. So you've got your, your stock pickers that send you an email, but you've got hundreds of thousands of professional money managers around the world that provide their data and gets analysed and looked at by uh, research houses, academics, it's all in, uh, you know, obviously governments around the world manage all this as well to, to try and protect investors as much as possible. And these are professionals. These are highly qualified individuals and teams, um, money managers who do this day in, day out in front of 20 screens and big teams of people and data all over the world. And so we can see their, their numbers and we can see it over a long period of time and we can understand if they've actually added value or not. So the people send you emails, well, you've got to, you know, got to have a, you know, uh, you know, a, a subscription service where they've got no data, well, you know, high risk there. But then we go into the professional managers. Um, and there's lots of information and articles and things online. Um, uh, one I really like to follow is Jim Parker at Dimensional. Uh, he regularly looks at the past of these forecasts and has a look at how they went. And his recent article, The Year That Wasn't, which was published on December 5th, uh, Jim cites many examples of forecasts that were very wrong. Uh, he states that one can make assumptions about the future, but as we have seen many times over the years, unexpected things can happen. Wars, pandemics, inflation, recessions that mess up even the most carefully considered projections. So as we launch into 2023, beware that the excuses will come out again at the end of the year. So those people who said, oh, look, they're going to pick these stocks and are going to win, be, be aware that there's going to be excuses this time next year as well, because unfortunately, no one really has that crystal ball. Um, and we, As investors, people want to believe that someone does, that there's this crystal ball and there's someone with this 
insight and it's worth giving you money, but the reality is it's very rare and it's actually really, really hard to do. It's really easy to make forecasts. We could all sit here and say the market's going to be up or down 10%, inflation's going to do this, the rates are going to be this, but it's actually very difficult to consistently add value by stock picking. And unfortunately, the evidence and data uh, really back all this up. I mean, for, unfortunately for the market, I suppose, because it'd be nice to have all these people that made all this money and you could follow them easily, but it just doesn't exist. Uh, and if they do, it's, there's such a small chance of their ability to actually add value. So Standard & Poor's a huge global company via their Spiva website, SPIVA. They publish the performance of all the managers and track the data. It's called the Active Versus Index. Uh, and it's all there. In Australia, for example, over 15 years, 82.93% of funds underperform the index, 82.93%. Um, so it doesn't, it's only 17.07 outperforming. Um, it actually gets smaller than that because you might think, well, you know, it's almost one in five, that's a good enough chance. But unfortunately, over time, some of those funds don't survive. So actually, your ability today to pick a fund manager that's going to outperform over the next 15 years is about one to 10% between that range, depending on the data. So pretty tough. Um, the other uh, site we like to look at is Farmer and French, very detailed. Farmer and French basically wrote a three-factor model back in 92, and that's been evolved over time. And that basically looks at a way to you know, capture market returns very efficiently without having to um, pick stocks because they just all the academics kept finding out that picking stocks just wasn't adding value. So is there a way to do it? So I would have a look at their website. Um, they get asked lots of questions. The question answers are really interesting. So um, they get asked questions like, is there any evidence that um, you know, stock selection is more successful under current market conditions. And you'll always see these uh, stock picking managers say, hey, this is a stock picker's market. Now's the time. You know, we didn't do so well last year, but now's the time. And you look at their response and they, they just lay it out. And here's the data. Here's the evidence. Here's, here's you know, research papers in 1991. Here's papers recently that explains that over time, um, passive funds will always beat their benchmark or, 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 or reach their benchmark. But unfortunately, active funds don't. I mean, uh, it's just arithmetic. Uh, the numbers just don't work for active managers over time. Um, but go into the site yourself, have a read through some of it. Um, and really, an active investor can only win at the expense of another active investor. So it's a zero-sum game. So look at farmerfrench.com there. So then step three, so you've, you've gone through your checklist, you've done some research, and then I think you've just got to read more. So your friend's tips or someone you've heard about, is that relevant for you? Um, what really are they saying? Um, what a stock picker says in an article might just, you know, a newspaper article just might not be relevant to your requirements. So really do the research and look at the facts and, and look, you can invest very successfully using a, a different approach and one that works well over time and also one you don't have to worry about. So remember, it's your super. Um, it's a major asset for you. So, so sentient or knowledge is imperative to improving your retirement. We, we firmly believe that. So hope this has been really helpful. When you're looking at all these uh, new year stock predictions, be really careful and make sure you go through a bit of a process and do some do some research. Reach out to us here at cntm.com.au. Of course, if you're liking these podcasts and articles, follow us, sign in. It's free to sign in and access more content. I'm Nigel Baker. I'm the founder of Centium. Thanks for listening.
So thanks so much for listening in to today's podcast. Just remember, it is general information. Uh, if you need personal advice, please seek a, an advisor or go to our website, cntm.com.au, log in and we can direct you if you need more help. Also, we just want to remind you, if you're loving this stuff, please uh, like and subscribe and share it around. Uh, we're really enjoying spreading the word around super and hope you enjoy it. So please do like and look out for the next episode. Cheers. These podcasts are general in nature. And what does that mean? Well, it means all the information in this podcast doesn't take into account any of your personal circumstances. So it can only be taken in general. It's not trying to give you specific advice. Um, There are no mention of products or anything like that. But if there were, you would need to go and read all the product disclosure statements necessary for that particular product. We interview people and their opinions are their own. They're not giving you advice either. So if you want more information, please reach out to us. If you need personal advice, please seek uh, an independent qualified advisor or visit our website www.archcapital.com.au. Thanks.